What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 73 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, although with a little bit more visual clarity this week. And I'm joined by my co-host, Bilal. What's going on, Bilal? I thought 1080p was fine for a webcam, and now I'm looking at you and what seems to be 8K. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone can see your pores <laughs> on this live stream. It's, it's funny when I was, oh, a oh, little background, right? So for the most part, Bilal and I have been using webcams, you know, for the live stream. Uh, although you do have a cam link, correct, as well? And so... Yeah. Yeah. And so you had mentioned uh, picking up the cam link, and then I was out. My mom's in town visiting, and I was out with her. And I mentioned how I wanted to get one of these and then eventually get a cam link and then eventually get a camera, you know, to go with it to kind of just elevate our streams. And she decided to go ahead and grab it and pick it up for me as a late birthday present. That's so sweet. And and yeah, and I have learned in my life not to argue in public or something (laughs) like that. So. Yes, there's a there's a tradition that usually happens in uh in my culture where it's like when you get married or you have a kid and it's your first time someone sees you after such an event tend to give you money and like mm-hmm. normally the parents of like the couple or the child are just like no 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 and there's like that small dance. Uh, I've come to terms uh, of just being like hey just give thank you just th- thank you I'll take I'll take whatever you want to give. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. go through the song and dance. Yeah, no, 100%. My wife's family is actually kind of infamous for whenever that check gets dropped, uh, everybody's kind of fighting over going to pay for it and stuff like that. And so it becomes one of those things where I will try to head it all off, grab it, hit my credit card, send it out and be like, oh, sorry, it's taken care of. Or if it gets to that point where we're arguing, I'm just like, look, um, I'm just not going to fight with you. Like, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, my family's tradition is uh, trying to ignore the check for as long as possible until somebody else picks it up. So, that, that sounds but like yes. my type of family. It's just like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh, I yeah. got a phone yep. call, cigarette break. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, uh-huh. you come back from washing your hands and you're the only one there and the waiter's waiting for you with the check. Yep. I So, my intention was to just have the cam link here and then eventually, you know, pick up a camera and test it out it just so happened that my wife's cousin who is a photographer by trade is visiting and he's staying with us for a couple days so i was like hey do you think i could borrow your you know thousands of dollars camera for my silly podcast that we stream every week he's like absolutely i got you and so then he's i gotta say i love that he said yes because i think to 99 percent of people i would have been like you're crazy but I, I think knowing you and like how well you take care of your stuff, like I think that puts me at ease. Yeah, no, no. I mean, he's also here uh, somewhere yeah. in the house. So it's if something goes wrong, I can call on him real quick. But he's, he's holding was, the no, camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was great. He was, came in here and set it all up, spent some time with me trying to get the colors right. And you can actually tell, I mean, obviously you can see the difference, right? Part of it is the fact that I am now, the, my background is now out of focus to kind of, you know, put me more in focus and highlight me. But also, if you look at some of the past streams, you'll see that the video quality has progressively been getting better because I've been getting things like a better webcam, a light, right, a ring light. But the color representation was still a problem. Like, this was all pitch black back then. 
And to the point where when I did that Halo stream, my black t-shirt just blended in with the background. And so this is so much nice. Now is at the point where after seeing this, I'm like, how do I go back? I can't hold on to this camera forever. Uh, do you know what type I? of camera it is? Uh, yeah, he had actually told me. It is, is a it Sony. It's one of those mirrorless ones, something. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, he's got a very nice camera. Like I said, this is what he does yeah. by trade. He's got some... I'll show you actually after this if I, if I get a chance. But he was born and raised in Kenya. He actually lives over there right now. Uh, he's been there for a couple months. And he does like safari photos and stuff like that. Like I his pictures are insane. The, the landscape so I think and the lighting alone. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's kind of funny that this guy who takes, you know, magazine quality photos was here in, in my house <laughs> helping me set up this live stream. I mean, that's just but the I, type of connection and uh, quality yeah. and ex experience with the work print. Come on, everyone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny, too, because I was telling him, I was like, you know, I was talking to my wife about when we get big and this blows up and stuff like that. And he was like, yeah, if that happens, I'll just come here. I'll work for you. I'll be your <laughs> video producer. It's like, all right, 100 percent. You know, I, I was thinking about this after last week's podcast for someone that's takes up so much of your time over the years i don't think her and i have actually had a conversation who me and your wife oh you know what that's so funny because when you guys came no wait what she, she was not home with the kids when i came for that birthday trip you were 100 percent <laughs> right you were 100 percent right she had a family obligation that she has to go to and yes. that's where they were Oh, that's nuts. All right, we'll rectify that soon enough. Once the baby's a little bit older and you come in and visit again, yeah. we'll, we'll rectify that. Anyway, yeah. enough about video quality and whether or not you've had a conversation with my wife. Let's go <laughs> ahead and get it to what we've been playing, what people actually care about, and that is Rob, the video games. Yeah, Rob, I've, I've got to tell you, this past week has been hell. Not uh, like I think my wife and I have mastered uh, parenthood. Uh, at this stage of the baby, <laughs> and I'm saying at this particular stage, like yeah, sure, sure, baby is great. Um, I just, I just love, <laughs> I just love that you're not like, oh, we've gotten to a good flow. You're like, no, 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 we've mastered it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like when I come to Wednesdays, I'm like dreading, is this gonna happen? Is it not? And today was like the first day where both were like, yeah, no, the podcast tonight, like no worries at all. Um, That's awesome. We got this. And so it's like, yeah, we can like one of us can manage um, the baby easily. It's not um, it's not a crazy situation. But like on the flip side, work has just been insane uh, to the point where um, I understand now why people send their kids to daycare because <laughs> um, <laughs> you, your afternoon or your morning gets split up with like watching the kid and like it becomes a bit uh your days become a bit longer and longer and so it's like when work is not going well in terms of just like the number of like emails and stuff and and you know you're not getting like the full eight hours to do it so you're working after hours it's like i didn't get much time to game and then the one game i did choose was exactly what i needed and that game is life is strange true colors uh which i think you also uh dabbled in this week yeah I mean, you talk about life getting in the way of gaming. For me, I mentioned that my wife's cousin is here is visiting. The reason he's actually in town is because one of my wife's other cousins got married this past weekend. And my daughter was one of the flower girls in the wedding. So it became my weekend was completely gone with 
wedding stuff, whether it's the rehearsal, rehearsal dinner, the actual wedding itself. It was also an hour and a half away in Baltimore. So this weekend saw no gaming. Prior to that, my mom arrived in town. So I'm spending time with my mom. Then my wife's cousin arrived in town and he's staying with us while he's here. So I've been spending time with him. And so while I did get to dabble a little bit, especially showing some stuff off to him in Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, him and I played locally, you know, one night. Uh, but played a little bit more of Back for Blood. Actually, I believe we played since the last yeah, together since yeah. the last podcast. And we're both really enjoying that, but I don't think our opinions have changed from before. I think we're still both pretty high on that game. And we, I, 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 and I do want to touch upon one thing for Back for Blood um, was we we fired it up. I've been playing between PC and Xbox. With uh, I think I played with the Xbox. You guys have played with PC. I'm a cousin. The cross progression, seamless, uh, great. I jumped in with you guys at Act 3. I was able to skip Act 1 and 2, which I haven't completed, uh, and just pick up and play. And I think we had a wipe that, that happened uh, at one point uh, through the campaign. It just gets on the recruit difficulty. It gets absolutely ma- like chaotic. Yeah, uh, there yeah. was a horde. Gets... There were snitches. It was. <laughs> it was like if everything could go, possibly go wrong, it did, and it was exhilarating. Um, and I had a great time just seeing all that um, play out the way it did. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still high on it. I need to make more time for it. Uh, I've convinced some friends to get PC Game Pass so they can just play it <laughs> with me. Yeah. So um, excited to dig in more on that. Hopefully, we get a stream going um, sometime soon. Yeah, I mean, especially since this is the month for that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. But I did pick up and start playing Life is Strange True Colors. I think you are farther than I am. I am right at the point where she loses control for the first time okay so you know there's a moment early on where it seems like she's going to but then she doesn't Mm -hmm. because somebody interjects and calms the situation down and then she loses control later yeah and that's exactly where i left off yeah so so the picture of this game uh you play as alex chen who finds herself uh, moving to the small i think it's colorado Yes, yeah, a small uh, town, uh, hometown of Haven Springs, Colorado, to go back and live with her brother, uh, Gabe, uh, after she's been through the foster care system, which, you know, if you read through her journals and just her general experience, hasn't been uh, a great time. The best. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, you know, some of her early journal entries mentioned, like, two friends she had, I think one that it looks like committed suicide, um, and just, like, how she deals with emotions. Um and the thing with Alex is, and I think I didn't play the second Life is Strange, so I don't know if there was a power there. There's usually the protagonist has some sort of uh, supernatural power. In the first one, it was the ability to rewind time to redo decisions. Uh, in this one, it's being able to tap into emotions and uh, kind of get a. Would you say clairvoyance? Well, so it does seem like. The first hint of her power is the ability to, if, even if it's not necessarily read mm-hmm. somebody's mind, be able to know what they're thinking based off of their emotion. Yeah. Now, the part I got to seems to imply that there's more to her powers than just that. And it seems like there might be a level of empathy that she also experiences with that stuff. Yes. So, like I said, I'm so early on, so I don't know where that takes us. One of the things that I think you tweeted about that I want to point out right away is that this game is beautiful. The 
the first thing that happened when I fired up this game was in the top right corner of the Xbox, it said Dolby Vision. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get the prettiest version of this game. And it's absolutely gorgeous. I'm I'm playing on the resolution mode. I think that's the mode the game launched with. And they ended mm-hmm. up patching in a frame rate mode for 60. But honestly, it's I, I, I don't want to call it a walking simulator at the end of the day. But it, it you know, you're, you're walking around town. You're talking to people. I'm not yeah, dodging and shooting guns. So. Yeah, I mean uh, it's it's a point and click adventure in the same way that the Telltale games are, right? Yep. So there is a distinction between a walking simulator and something like that. But you're right; it is not the most active. It's not like you're gonna fail something because you weren't at 60 frames per second. Yeah, and it's you know, you, Alex arrives to this town. She meets this small cast of characters you know that run the town that are in her brother's life her brother gave it um i couldn't tell if it was a wife a fiance um but you know he's in a relationship you get introduced to her his boss at the bar and some of like you know his friends and god it was like it was like i was playing this in the at midnight uh the lights were off it, I just felt transported to this small hometown uh, in Colorado. And I was like, I need to take a vacation to the mountains. I need to get away. And like all week I have been looking forward to just getting back to this game. Um, it, the story, the writing have been great. I really enjoy the characters and the choices you can make. There's a lot of options to interact um, with a lot of the environment. Um, the soundtrack is phenomenal uh right off the gate i actually think there is um if you decide to stream this game there's a mode you turn on so you don't get hit with copyright strikes yeah Uh, that seems to kind of i feel like that would detract a lot from this game's atmosphere and this mood if i had to mute that music right yeah and so that is a a real bummer because this is the type of game that i think is cool to stream with you know your community right and then get them involved to help you make the choices and to experience this. It very much is, in the best possible way, it very much is like a a series of, like a TV show series that you're watching, you know, except you get to actually have some input into it. And and, and And that's that's exactly how I felt. Like I felt like I was watching a TV show with a fantastic pilot with a great cast of characters. Uh, And that first chapter, just like, the first chapter ended and I was like, my plan was to like stop right there. And then I just like, I played like 20 minutes of chapter two and I was like, I was like, okay, I really have to go to bed now. Um, it ends on a really big cliffhanger and I was just like, I, I need to know what happens. Um, one thing I did. That's like, like, that's like what my wife does with every show that we watch on Netflix. <laughs> we get to the end of an episode and, and that's the nature of the streaming service shows, right? Yeah. Is almost every episode has some sort of cliffhanger, whether and nine times out of 10 is resolved in the next like three minutes, you know, and it's a, a fake out often. And so because of that, anytime we end an episode, most of the time she has to then watch the next five to ten minutes of the next episode before she can stop. Especially, you know, when they try faking someone's death and it's just like... Oh, yeah, 100%. They're like, you just hear a gunshot going off and you're like, well, let's just see if they survived. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. No, it was... Uh, it, it, one of the things I did, like, as at the end of the episode, they show you the stats of everybody's choices from like you compare it to your just your friends and then uh you can also compare it to the world uh i fell in a lot in line with the world but then i also had some friends stats that i was looking at it, it didn't say who they were uh i might do some investigating but 
some of you made some really questionable choices in my opinion. <laughs> and that's that's great. I always love when games do stuff like that. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's a nice little touch there. Um, and then for achievement hounds like you and me, this is a really easy thousand as long as you just do the collectible stuff as you play. Um, so th that that's always fun, <laughs> just adding to that achievement score. Yeah, no, I mean, I've agree with everything you said so far. I'm really looking forward to getting back to this. I actually, my goal is to kind of finish this in the next two days or so. I yep. looked it up. It's not that long to beat. I think, I think like uh, 10 hours. I, th I think that I'm going to look it up right now. Give me one second. Uh, I think it's eight and a half rushed machine. around 10. For Completionist. Eight. I think you're yeah. right. Uh, uh, I think it's 13. So, yeah, no. So, so Life is Strange has it at 10 hours on average to beat. Main and extra, 11 and a half, and then completion is 13. Yeah. And so I am trying to get this done mostly because on the horizon is Guardians of the Galaxy. And that is the game that I will be dropping everything else for to get into as soon as that releases. That's next week? That is next week, I believe. Correct. Oh, yeah, I know. It's getting to that time of year where we are kind of in crunch mode. <laughs> the one thing I am at least happy about in regards to that is I think after Guardians it kind of gets quiet for a bit uh, for the rest of the year there's not as many releases as there were in September and October because uh, that was just at a breakneck speed that I was so I was so I was like I don't know how am I supposed to play all of these yeah I mean the problem is I'm still even after Guardians there are still games that I want to go back to and catch up on like I do want to play Metroid Dread at some point I do want to play yeah. Far Cry 6 at and some I, point and I think that's what's going to happen I think that that's what a lot of November and some of December will be for me because yeah. I know once Halo's out I'm all in on that right yeah so uh but yeah, I mean, that wraps up what we've been playing this week. Like we said, kind of a slow week as far as concerned for games that we're playing. So let's go ahead and just get right into the news. So what was it was Saturday, I believe, was the first day of DC fandom. Yeah. And we got some news out of there. As we anticipated, we got to see a little bit more of the games coming out of the Batman universe. Now, I say the Batman universe instead of the Arkham universe because they do position their two upcoming games as one being a continuation of the Arkham series and another being kind of separate from that storyline. So the one that is in line with the Arkham series of games is Rocksteady's The Suicide Squad kills the Justice League? Hold on, I just want to make kill sure. Kill the Justice League. Oh, kill the Justice League. Yeah, Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League. We got what they consider the official story trailer out of it. Have you seen this? Yes. Uh, I watched this on Saturday, and I I watched, I watched didn't watch Fandom, but when, as soon as this dropped, I watched it. And honestly, it feels like it's right up the same alley as uh, that second Suicide Squad movie that came out earlier this year. Right. And I'm all for yeah. that. <laughs> it looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean... They have the four characters that you play as, Captain Boomerang, King Shark, Deadshot, and Harley. I like the mix of characters that you get there. This is a game that is going to be, uh, you can play it solo, you can play it cooperatively. I believe they're positioning this also as a live service game. So you will have, there should be end game content. The one thing that, as excited as I am for this game, and they showed off in the trailer that it is, they reaffirmed that it is coming in 2022. We still don't have a firm release date. And they still have not shown actual in-game gameplay. 
Yeah. And so that is a thing that as much as I love these characters and I love the style and as much as I trust Rocksteady, gameplay is king, right? And so until we get actual gameplay and I can see what the moment to moment is, it's hard for me to get super, super excited about this, especially not having a firm release date yet. Yeah. Um, I think I will. I, I just have faith in Rocksteady because even, I mean, they've they done such a good job with the Arkham games that I think they at least earned my, the, the benefit of the doubt from me. Right. I, I agree yeah. 100%. I think, then, I think more of my reservation comes from the fact that this is being positioned as a live service game. Yeah. And was this the live service one or was Gotham Knights the live service one? I don't know. There, I, I, one my, of them is. <laughs> one of them is. Yeah. I don't. I and I think it's this one. I think so. Although the other, I, I don't know. Now that I think about it, yeah. Because Gotham Knights is just listed as an open world action RPG, which I, in 2021 usually translates to a live service yeah. game as well. But it feels like if you were going to make a live service game out of either of these. The Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League seems to make more sense considering that you are limited by characters in Gotham Knights mm-hmm. and you're limited by abilities in, in that sense as well. It's not like, well, although I don't know, Destiny kind of limits you to characters and abilities. I don't know. I've, I, you know, I'm losing the thread on what's a live service. <laughs> I will have to, but, I'll, I'll take a look after. But, um, yeah, no, the, but, the story trailer looks fantastic. I am pumped. Uh, this actually looks a lot better than I thought. It was gonna look uh from a story perspective i mean i'm all for trying to kill the justice league uh nothing against right. dc superheroes it's just they're very super powered and just like these characters taking those guys down like i really want to see what creative ways rock said he can I, come up with i have to imagine that at the end of the i i, I don't see a world i don't know Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Rockstar does have it in them, but I almost feel like this is going to be a fake out, right? Like we're not going to actually kill yeah this the especially not especially considering that this universe, as far as we know, no longer has a Batman, right? And that's where they left it off, and that's how that game ends. Uh, Gotham. Oh no, Arkham. Arkham Knight. Knight. Arkham yeah. Knight ends, and so. But that secret ending kind of shows like. There's something yeah, still out there, but right. That being said, I thought that what we did get to see, the little bit we got to see of the Flash, Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman looks awesome. And so I'm mm-hmm. really, really excited to see actual gameplay and see what this is going to be like. Especially, I'm curious as to how those fights will actually take place. My experience is, for the most part, the Arkham games had better than average boss fights. But the one that had the best was the one not developed by them. The one that I think had the best boss fights was actually Arkham Origins. And <laughs> the one that's, not, yeah. Yeah, and that studio is, is the one that's behind the other game that they showed off some more of, Gotham Knights, which as I said earlier, is an open world action RPG set in Gotham City without its Batman. It's so weird to me that this is the one that isn't taking place in the Arkham universe, right? Because this kind of feels like it picks up right after, right where that one left off. Where, yeah. you know, Batman said, although in this situation, I don't know if they've actually showed off or said that Batman is 100% dead. It's hard for me to remember because the first reveal of this was exactly one year ago at yeah. DC Fandom uh, originally. 
I always laugh when they're like, Batman is dead. And I'm just like, I, I know what's going to happen. We're yeah, going to yeah. like it, yeah. infiltrate like the Court of Owls and they have him tied up somewhere in some right, dungeon. Right, absolutely. And yeah, and so that's what this trailer showed off. It gave us a little yeah. bit bigger peek of the main antagonist in this game, the Court of Owls. I will say one thing that's funny is that both of these games also had an appearance from the Penguin in their yeah. trailers. <laughs> And, and so uh, he seems to be a very busy man. Even the, in uh, the Batman trailer as well. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it seems to be Penguin Day when we got footage of the Batman, the Matt Reeves film that's coming out, starring yeah. Robert Pattinson. It showed off an unrecognizable Colin Farrell as Penguin. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this game as well. This game seems to be... This game, the reason I'm unsure of this game being a live service game, although it very much has its, some of those um, underpinnings in, in its action RPG roots, where like you see levels above enemies' heads, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But this game, that this game looks like to me more of an Outriders situation, that type of cooperative, more closed and more contained game. Now, I could be wrong and could be the other one. I feel like, oh, man, I'm like 80% sure so this that that's one, the scenario. This one, they say, is you'll be play, is playable solo or co-op. Oh, God. I, I, I don't remember. I mean, they, 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 so, <laughs> yes. So, they're which. always... The, the reality of the situation is, is that I don't think we're going to come across a game in the future, even a live service game, that will say, well, you have to play this multiplayer. I think at this point, every game is going to be like, you play solo or co-op. I mean, this, that's the situation with Destiny, right? I mean, you could play that solo. Most of it, I should say. Yeah, you could. Um, though the best content is with multiplayer. So which of these out of the two that they showed off are you more excited for, would you say? I think I'm more excited for um, Suicide Squad. Uh, as I, and I did not expect to say that uh, before these trailers. Uh, and I think they showed Gotham Knights gameplay last year, right? Yes, they did. Yeah, that we've that, actually seen much more of. Yeah, and that that I thought looked great as well. Uh, <laughs> Gotham Knights is the live service game because uh, I remember last year people complaining about it being a live service game. Okay, yeah, maybe yes. you're right. Um, and so with Suicide Squad, I just like a good superhero. Um, single player story i i they haven't done this wrong i had my boss finally played through marvel's the avengers and he texted me the entire way through he's like why is this game as good as it is and why did everyone trash it uh when it came out last year i was like i told you uh, the campaign is great um they should have just made the campaign and not a live service game uh and so comics comic books have good stories to tell um and i think a lot of creators do very fun and interesting takes on them. Uh, I mean, like, you know, you get different takes, like Superman, Red Sun over the years, um, you know, different runs from different creators. And stick to stick to a strong story. Like, if you want to make a trilogy, make a trilogy, you know? Um, but, yeah, I think Suicide Squad for me and then Gotham Knights, I don't really have any fond or particular... Um, attachment to Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, or the Red Hood. Aren't, like... Is it Robin Nightwing at some point? Or am I like completely wrong? And like, and is he the Red Hood at some point? Uh, yeah, they were all Robins. And yes. so it's just a matter of which Robin, you know. So 
Dick Grayson ends up being Nightwing. Um, what is it? Tim Drake ends up being Red Hood after he's thought to have been killed. Okay. All right, that's Tim Drake. Who's Red I, Hood? I, oh, I, my I, God. I've never really gotten to DC Comics as much as I've tried. It just, I want some levity. And then I believe the Robin that we are getting in this game is Damien, correct? Was that the one? In oh, no, Earth? Jason Todd. Sorry, Jason Todd. it's Jason okay. Todd is Red Hood, is Red Hood. Okay. And so, yeah, and I think we're getting Damien, who is the son of Bruce in this one. We're either getting Damien or we're getting, oh, my God, such a disaster. Bat Family is, is a disaster. Uh, I well let, let's backtrack now I'm getting completely off track and losing my train of thought I agree with you that I'm more excited for the Suicide Squad but it's not because of one being a live service game or one being a focus you know single player story the Gotham Knights has the same aesthetic as pretty much all the Arkham games prior to it we are getting a dark drab dark blue Gotham you know, which we get a ton of already. I have said this before on podcasts. I am just more drawn to a brighter color palette, you know, yeah. something that's more pop. And that's what we're getting out of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. So I am yeah, certainly more excited for that. I think uh, for me as well, it's just like having those character moments, like the one at the end of the Suicide Squad trailer where <laughs> like the penguin's just being tortured and everyone's just like having their fun with him and Waller. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like you don't get those moments too often in games. And then when the studio takes their time to do something fun like that, uh, it, it it's great. Uh, it just adds more to the world and to the characters. And I think that sells it for me more than uh, anything else. So going from a high to a little bit of a low, we have some bad news in the form of From Software's Elden Ring has now been delayed to February 25th, 2022. This game was originally supposed to release in January, correct? Yeah, it's it's not it's not too big of a delay and then they softened it with possibly better news. <laughs> I, I yeah, maybe. I, so for me, I'm one of these people when it comes to betas and network tests and stuff like that for the most part i like to stay away from them especially for a game that i know that i'm excited for that i'm going to enjoy and it's something that for me is like more singularly focused and so i just don't want to engage in any content beforehand it's the same reason that i don't watch movie trailers for movies i know i'm going to go see like i have sat in a movie theater and plugged my ears and closed my eyes <laughs> because i don't want to see trailers for like superhero movies you know yeah. although they're more or less impossible to ignore at this point uh, the for, announcement for, the announcement yeah. you're talking about being that they announced that there are some closed network tests that you can experience the opening hours of Elden Ring during the following dates and times. November 12th, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific. Uh, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific. November 13th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific. November 14th, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific. November 14th, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific. I will not be engaging in that stuff. I'll let you handle that. I'll get your opinion on what you think of that. I'm just excited to play this game when it releases. A one-month delay. Need, yeah, Go ahead. I, I just need you to sign up for that closed beta just in case uh, you, know, <laughs> you don't get, get in. in. Yeah, uh, and at that point, I'm going to write them a letter and just be like, have you not seen all my platinums and thousands and thousands in these games? <laughs> I, I, put in, I put in the work. <laughs> I... I'm very excited 
for this game and a one month delay isn't the end of the world for me. I think that, as they stated, they need more time to make sure that it's right. And when it comes from some from software, like all the time you need, you know. And this is the first time I think we might actually get something that's 4K 60 on the console out of them. Because Sekiro, I think, was at 30. And then they got, and I think with the backwards compatibility or on the it got that. X. It, it got, got that a, S it, FPS boost. Yeah, You got the FPS boost to 60. And went back in and I was like, oh my god, this is a completely different game. Um, and so, like, I, and you, like, you hear it with Bloodborne as well. Like, people just want these games running at 60. Uh, and you can do that on PC, but, like, I like playing them on consoles because the achievements matter more. <laughs> Next bit of news, although we have now got the confirmation that the GTA trilogy is happening, a data miner has gone in and found out some more details regarding the game. Uh, it appears that besides getting across the board enhancements like new lighting and environmental upgrades, it's also going to be getting some Grand Theft Auto style, Grand Theft Auto 5 style controls and targeting and much more. So basically modernizing <laughs> these games and bringing them to what we expect in 2021, which makes a, a ton of sense, right? Yeah. You don't, I don't think you go through the work for something like this. You know, we've had some cheap up and upgrades. I may have mentioned a game that I played last uh, podcast that seemed like it was kind of a rush job when it came to remastering it. Let's Sonic talk about Colors. Sonic but, like that. <laughs> But you don't take something as big as GTA, especially not these three, right? Three, Vice City and San Andreas. You don't bring these three games back and not update the controls. Because the last thing you want as Rockstar is to release these games and people go, yeah, the it's nice that they got a new coat of paint, but they play like trash. Like, why yeah. would I want to play this? Yeah, and like so the, the aiming of those games me, did not get good till I think... The, I think... I think when 4 they, was when it started... Xbox 360 it, it, on M4. Yeah, it was it was better there, but I think it finally hit its stride on with GTA 5. Yeah, I think I would agree yeah. with you. Yeah, and then I think they're also saying uh, there will be high resolution textures, which are welcome addition, as well. Um, to this, um, this actually yeah, makes but, me want to try to mess around with it when it comes out. Like, well, so yeah, that's actually 100% what I was gonna say <laughs> is that I think I'd said it on the podcast before that I wasn't that excited to go through these games again and replay them. I'm just, that's not me. But seeing them get these upgrades and knowing that the only, I've only put any time into really two of those being three and Vice City. And I've only played maybe a half hour of San Andreas. I'm tempted to actually give it a shot. What it's really gonna come down to is how much those high res textures make a difference. I still like, listen, visuals aren't everything. You know, at the end of the day, great gameplay, great story and stuff like that. It's going to trump visuals, but it just has to be, it basically has to be at the level of what happened when I played Psychonauts, you know, where yeah. like that game, getting that shine on it from the backwards compatibility and the auto HDR looked fantastic in play and made it very, very playable because of it. Um, so if it's something like that, even just a little bit of a boost, then I, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. All right. Now. I cannot explain how excited I am for this next bit of news. Once again, Respawn shows that when it comes to Battle Royales, that the lore around them and the videos they put together and the content they put together, they are second to none. You can say what you want about 
this huge metaverse that Fortnite has going on, bringing in all these different pop culture references and all these different properties and stuff like that. But you can't tell me you watch any of that stuff and go, I would love to see like a Fortnite series on Netflix. You know, mm-hmm. I would love to, you can't look at what the little bit that Call of Duty does in their stuff and say, oh, I would love to know what happens next. I wish I could get a serialized version of this. Every time Respawn releases something, and I get it. I'm biased. I'm a Apex Legends mark. I, I get it. You know, it's true. But it's undeniable that the amount of quality that is pinned into everything they do around this game is unmatched. You know, whether you follow them on Twitter and you see all the different like comic panels they put out filling in some of the story of that season and teasing into the next season, or when they release their stories from the Outlands, which oftentimes reveal the next uh, Apex legend that's coming to the game. I had been following on Twitter the comic panels that they were releasing. And for those that don't know, <laughs> I'm going to get really like deep into the lore here. One of the characters from a few seasons ago, Horizon, she has been trying to figure out what happened to her son, Newton, right? She was part of this expedition team and she was basically thrown into like a black hole and then left to die, okay? By one of her fellow scientists. We find out later that that scientist basically betrayed the whole like research team, blah, blah, blah. She's on the journey to find out what's going on and she discovers or believes that one of her friends from the research team is actually in the is the consciousness behind the simulcron ash now those who play titanfall 2 know ash is one of the pilots she is a essentially a robot with the intellect and, and memories and and for all intents and purposes brain of a human similar to revenant a character we got earlier on let me know if i've lost you at any point uh and so in order to kind of bring the actual consciousness of the person to the, the forefront, she tracks down Ash and recites these unlock, unlock codes, is what we'll, we'll call them, a series of numbers. What happens when Ash comes to her senses is that it turns out it's not her friend from the research team. It is actually the scientist who betrayed her, who is the identity of Ash, which... Ooh is pretty obvious when you find out that the doctor the scientist's full name is like ashley something or another like so uh and then they released that was like in the comic panels and then they released this ashes to ash stories from the outland uh, trailer and it looks like that ash the pilot from titanfall 2 is going to be the next hero uh next legend added to the game I like we I shouldn't be surprised because they did say that they were bringing more and more stuff to from Titanfall to Apex Legends. We already knew that it was set in the same universe, but they were bringing more straightforward homages to it. Now, we had already gotten some of that in the form of Valkyrie being the daughter of one of the pilots from Titanfall 2. Ash has already been in the game. She's the one who brought arenas to the Apex Legends. And now being able to get her and possibly being able to actually play as her, like, I, I cannot wait. Like, I, could, I really couldn't be more excited. So they're saying now, November 2nd for her release? Yes, that's when the 
next season update is going to release on November 2nd. The one thing, though, is... I never, until we actually get the reveal of her abilities and stuff like that, I do not trust Respawn because they have in the past set things up just to fake us out at the very last minute. Yeah. I mean, Revenant being revealed very much was part of that fake out where they first had this like... It was supposed to be a different like, character, right? It was supposed to be different. Yeah, almost like this WWE type character who was going for the fame and glory of it, of it all. And then right before he's supposed to release, they release a video where he's on a talk show and he gets killed live on air. And so until she's actually, actually released, the fact that they've done this stories from the Outland, Outlands video means almost nothing to me. But I am very excited at the possibility that this is the next character. And I'm... I want to trust that they are. This is the next character, but until I'm, the season releases and she drops, a part of me wonders if some of these game studios also just want a Netflix series on the side, <laughs> just like, um, yeah, yeah. Here's the game, but we also really wanted to do this TV series because we love making these trailers or that introduce all these characters in this world. Um, I, w I mean, I would personally love it. Um, I, you know, I'm really excited for that League of Legends show that's dropping. Um, yeah, me too. Soon. I Even think, though uh, I haven't played that game in years. Yeah, I, I love everything about that world. And like, I think even Netflix is allowing Twitch streamers to stream that show uh, live on Twitch uh, for their, uh, to watch with, along with their fans, which is actually pretty cool. So it's like you can really expand it in ways you never expected, which is um, which is neat. And like, you I, need I'm to come and start playing. Apex with me, man. So you can get sucked into the lore. So you I, can have a deep appreciation for this stuff. As you're telling the story, I was sitting here going like, well, "When did the when did they explain this lore in the game? Because all I do is drop <laughs> in and I die in the first fifteen seconds. So is it like is well, it like so seconds twenty and after?" <laughs> So they have had some limited modes where they've gone into more of backstory and characters, stuff like that. But yeah, for the most part, it is all outside of the game, unfortunately, which is why I'm dying for them to make a single player focused game in this universe, like a more linear type game with the same kind of movement and abilities that you get in the game proper. Just pick one or two of the characters and, and go from there, you know? Um, like I said, until I actually get to play as Ash. In the game itself, I am going to be a bit skeptical, just like I am skeptical of this next bit of news. <sighs> Tell me if you've heard this one before, but there's <laughs> oh, a new Splinter <laughs> Cell reportedly in development. Uh, uh, my, my dream. There's a small voice in, inside of me that is screaming for joy, for joy for a new Splinter Cell. Because, con was it Conviction and Blacklist? Fantastic. Amazing games. Uh, Blacklist, I don't know why more people did not play. Like, what's wrong with all of you? Uh, but I think Blacklist got a bad rap. Part of it was from the it using a different voice actor for uh, Sam Fisher. Also, there might have been talk about them kind of passing the mantle in the Splinter Cell franchise onto a different character, and you know how fans are about that. Yeah. Uh, I do like, I mean, I like Blacklist. I like some of the things that were introduced in those later Splinter Cell games where, although it was kind of an easy mode, but you got to tag 
enemies and then you would pop up and he would hit just headshots across the board to kind of uh, eliminate enemies quicker that way and deal with situations i the splinter cell games are the first games in that genre that i i played you know when everybody else was talking about let's say metal gear solid and you know, games of that ilk splinter cell was the first one i remember playing on i think it was pandora's tomorrow pandora tomorrow was the first mm -hmm. one and i remember coming home staying up late methodically like doing the john claude van damme splits across the walls <laughs> up high on the ceiling you know dropping down on enemies shooting out every single light bulb like honestly the people who added the world who have the world worst in the splinter cell universe are light bulbs you know if they were sentient beings they would just be screaming constantly as they watched all their brethren fall because i spent more time destroying light bulbs than i did killing enemies in those games and i i want to be excited about this but I'm still waiting for Beyond Good and Evil 2, <laughs> you know? I I don't think Beyond Good and Evil 2, that game will come out when Star Citizen comes out. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's what I'm saying. It's hard for me to get excited for but, on rumors until it's actually announced, and it's announced with some gameplay being shown as well. Now, Sam, like, Sam Fisher is Ubisoft's iconic character. Like, yeah. And there's they, the, they there's love... the rabbits and Sam Fisher. <laughs> and for some reason, the rabbits have won. <laughs> hey, and they love referencing Sam Fisher. They love pitting him in yeah. other games. But as far as developing their own title, like, back up, the story shows that this states that Video Games Chronicle sorts its report to two unnamed persons with knowledge of Ubisoft's plan. Lead development on the Splinter Cell game is being handled by a studio other than Ubisoft Montreal, which, for, which developed the first of seven games in the 20 year old series and three of the others uh ubisoft toronto handled the most recent tom clancy spinner cell blacklist are you looking at this story don't scroll down yet okay wait wait what year was blacklist how long has it been okay so when i used to still play games with my friends so i'm gonna say like 2008 oh no it's been more recent than that 2013 okay yeah wow i was still playing games with my friends back then <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's not much known about this. I think I had saw somewhere else that it seems like they want to go back, that they're big fans of Pandora Tomorrow and oh, what's the other Chaos one? Theory? Thank you. Chaos Theory. Perfect. And so getting another game in that vein, but with modern day sensibilities sounds like a dream come true to me. You know, it's actually, it's kind of what I want out of the new Perfect Dark game that we're getting is I, I want something, although that is obviously more espionage rather than, or I should say that one's going to be louder than where this one should be more stealth. But I want the same approach taken with both these games. I want them to be true to their original games and, and the franchise itself, but brought up to speed with modern day sensibilities. I remember reading a comment, I forget where it was, is that when Ubisoft has their E3 press conference, the screen will go black, and then all you see is the three green dots, um, you know, for his night vision goggles up here, and then everyone gets excited, and then as the light comes into focus, it's just a rabid wearing the mask, and that's going to be, that's going to be the reveal, it's going to be like, 
a Tom Clancy rabbit game. Have have they not done that already? I feel like they have actually done that for one of their games. They'll do it again just oh just to spite us. <laughs> All right. So from what is hopefully coming out to at some point to what is already out, Assassin's Creed Discovery Tour Viking Age. It is a free roam education and exploration mode for Assassin's Creed Valhalla that Ubisoft announced back in E3 2021. That is available now. Um, you know, Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft have been doing this in-game. I think it was... Origins was, was the it, first. Origins was the first one yeah. where they had basically a educational mode, right? Where you would go in, go to these locations, and you would learn more about them. It's almost like an interactive museum within the game. And so it seems that they are continuing that tradition and with this being released. I think it's very cool. I don't think I will I, engage I wanna, in it at all. So here's what I'm more curious about. I want to I wanna hear from a classroom or somebody that has used this discovery tour mode for like educational purposes. Because they keep doing it, so there has to be, there is, there has to be a reason to keep doing it. You know, <laughs> like this has to be, there has to be some sort of sort of return on interest for them. Right. I mean, the fact of the matter is, it removes combat, it removes any offensive content. Yeah. Which I mean, Inosazes Creed is usually nudity in the form of you know, male butts, oftentimes, uh, but. Yeah, it does seem like they do want to position this as an educational tool, something that can be used in classrooms. Um, I believe that it's only on PC. Is the, it on PC, console as well? It, it's on consoles, but I think the standalone module is also available on PC. Okay. And so, and it is free. It is a free edition, which is nice. So, like I said, I don't know if it's something that I would engage in, but who knows? You know what? Maybe one day I'll be bored and I'll just boot up a stream, boot this up, and just go through and, you know, I, I, I'm just imagining the the teacher in a school trying to convince, like, the Board of Education, like, we need a 3090 for this class lesson. <laughs> <laughs> wait, uh, wait, spe speaking of graphics, I, cards, yeah, okay. a, a, a small tangent from my end. At some point this year, I signed up for EVGA's... Um, uh, I guess waitlist to buy uh, a thirty eighty Ti, uh, and I finally got that email. I already have the card. I'm fine, so I don't need it. So I did the I I had twenty hours to make this purchase, um, which uh, cool system. Um, so I reached out to everybody I know. I know it is an expensive card. Had I've had don't conversations. say hold on. Don't say you know it's an expensive card. You need to say, I know at $1,600, it is an expensive card. You can't just say it's an expensive card. You have to actually put the information out there. Listen, it is not expensive. It is ridiculously expensive. Listen, it is, yes, it is ridiculously expensive. But if you want to play 4K60 <laughs> gaming, PC gaming, it's the card you need. And so uh, I, I've talked to multiple people that wanted this card. Uh, over the ages and for some reason everybody like that I knew that would buy it already somehow managed to get one and then everybody else was just like eh. <laughs> and then hey, they if you told out. me if you told me you had like a 3070 right then mm -hmm. we'd be talking 
But I just, I don't need that. I don't need that. It's just not you, what I you, need right you now. Say that, you say that now, but then all the <laughs> extra graphical power lands in your hands. And you know what you can Listen. do with that graphical power? You could see sandworms in No Man's Sky. All right, I, I like I like the segue <laughs> a little bit forced, but I appreciate it. No Man's Sky's season-like expeditions game mode gets a new adventure this month with Emergence, a Halloween-themed journey in which players must rid sand-covered planets of their Titan worm infestations. Now, I feel like No Man's Sky is going to go on forever <laughs> at this point. Yes. Also, like, I like the timing good of this. On them because it seems to line up with Dune and the sandworm. Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. <laughs> yeah um yeah no i mean this Wait, is cool you can now tame and ride them what <laughs> listen i i'm i i keep telling myself every time an article like this i'm like maybe i should check out no man's sky nobody i know i'm never gonna check out no man's sky mm -hmm. nevertheless this is very cool and i love 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 when games uh, have Halloween-themed events. And this mentions that it is going to have other gory, gross, or Halloween-themed features, including the feasting cask and the ghastly trail customization. And more games need to have Halloween updates and Halloween-timed events, and not just... But they need to be well done. Like, yeah. one of the things that drives me nuts is a what seems like an afterthought being brought in for to celebrate Halloween. I mean, when it's done right, it, I think yeah. it's one of the coolest things. Destiny 2 did um, an armor set for their, I think, Festival of the Lost, which turns your guardians into dinosaurs. And I was like, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. This, this looks amazing. Like, you know, this is the type of shit people thought you could do in Low Man's Sky at launch. And I know it's taken years to get here, but this is... Yeah, but, I mean, look, good on them, right? Yeah, they are, like, it's new... They continue to realize and expand the you know expectation what? of No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky will turn into Star Citizen. <laughs> That's what it is. You kick-started <laughs> kick the wrong game. <laughs> yeah. All um, right. I This reminds me of one more news story that I need to pull, but jump on to the next All story. Right. Yeah, I mean, this next one's quick. I had mentioned a delay earlier. We have a couple more delays in the forms of The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077's current gen upgrades have been delayed until 2022. Previously, it had stated that both those games were expected to release beginning of, or actually not the beginning, by the end of this year. But now they're listing those games as Cyberpunk, Punk 2027, 2077 should get its current gen upgrade in the first quarter of 2022, while The Witcher 3 Wild Hunts upgrade should come in the second quarter of 2022. Now, in my opinion, one of these is way more forgivable than the other, that being The Witcher 3 Wild Hunts, because it really is just an upgrade for the game that's already been released, whereas Cyberpunk 2077 released when those new consoles were coming out, right? And the expectation was that we would actually get that next gen upgrade in the beginning of 2021. Now, I know there's COVID. I know that that game came out as a disaster, and that's really what it is, right? Is they had to set these game, this, their plans back so far that because of the state in which that game released. And that, to me, is a huge bummer because I bought this game at release, pre-ordered it, knowing that I would get the upgrade to the current-gen version for free, and then did not play it because I thought I was only going to have to wait 
four or five, maybe six months to get the card done. And I still have not played that game. And all I've done is watch the price of that game plummet. <laughs> I gifted this game to my boss last last year. Uh, he, uh, he had a Series X. So like, and the Series X was one of the few consoles uh, experiences that the game was mostly playable. It was fine. Yeah, and I mean, PC. listen, yeah, that's why so, I've heard that I could go yeah. and I could play this game right now in this current state and have a good time, but it's yeah. not the game exactly. I wanted to play. Exactly. And so, and so he's waited. And so I sent him this article today. He's like, he's like, I, I'm just never going to get to play this game. Am I, <laughs> you know, a, a part of me like wonders is like, while I appreciate the Witcher three next gen upgrade, did you have to work on that? Well, <laughs> like cyberpunk is on fire. Like Witcher right. three looks gorgeous already. Like, I don't know if it really needs the prioritization it needs right now. Like how many more sales are you actually going to get out of it? Uh, well, speaking of updates, Minecraft has announced that they are getting an update in the form of uh, mud, mud and frogs. Okay, I, I'm not a Minecraft person. I, I always wanted to be uh, because I feel left out. Um, why is this a big deal? I I have no idea. I'm just like, I probably should have, honestly, I probably should have sat my son down and talked to him about it, see what, because he's way more into that stuff than I am. But yeah, it's like, it's like you add water to mud or you add water to dirt and you get a mud block. But what's so special about the mud block? I, 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 I I don't get it. I don't know. I wish I did, honestly, because like you said, I'm not really into Minecraft and maybe it's just, I have a trouble with games where you have to kind of like, you have to find the fun. Yeah. Right. And that, that is a hundred percent a me problem. I understand that, you know, TJ and you know, there are other people out there, TJ being my son. I feel like the younger generation seems to be better about it, but even some of my friends like have no trouble at all with games like this. It just doesn't click for me. Whenever I play Minecraft with somebody else, I'm always just like, all right, you tell me what I need to do. <laughs> like you're the what expert. Do you tell me what to do. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll do whatever it is. And I, I enjoy Minecraft, but I enjoy just like the mining portion of it, you know, yeah. not the crafting so much. And so I enjoy like finding a vein that holds a whole bunch of whatever resources we, that we need and finding the caves. And, and so, yeah, no, people seem to be excited about this, but I cannot tell you why. <laughs> is Minecraft um, ever, is Minecraft just going to be Minecraft forever? Are we ever going to see a Minecraft 2 or you think it's just, I think this I think is what it is? You can't. I think you'd make a Minecraft too once Minecraft dies, but Minecraft is not dying. No. Like, yeah. it, like I, I come to this weird realization that like, give my, give me like four years and I'll probably be like talking about playing a Minecraft with my son and he's teaching me things. Oh God. But Minecraft is making its way over to, um, game pass, I believe. Yes. So announcement from Minecon. Yeah. So while we're on the subject of Game Pass, and I'm actually going to get to that right after, but let's just go over some of the games that are coming to Game Pass in October. I mean, this list is. Every (laughs) every time we do this, every month that we do this, and we announce the new games that that are coming out on Game Pass, I'm once again just shocked at the quality of the games right so just going over this list we have into the pit 
coming to cloud console and pc on october 19th outriders is coming to game pass pc already available on console october 19th dragon ball fighter z is coming to cloud and console october 21st that is awesome echo That's generation fantastic. cloud console pc october 21st everspace 2 uh coming to game preview on pc october 21st age of empires 4 of course coming to pc october 28th alan wake's american nightmare coming to console and pc october 28th backbone coming to console october 28th bat and the one you've been waiting for the most bassmaster fishing 2022 no me coming to cloud console and pc october 28th non-guns doppelganger edition coming to cloud console pc october 28th and the one that i am the most excited for because we've talked about this and how we i feel like i need to play this game before the year is out to see if it answers the conversation for game of the year just because anecdotally everybody on social media seems to consider it one of the best games this year the forgotten city is coming to cloud console and P and pc october 28th and that was the fan mod for skyrim that's yeah. what it started as and then they went on to develop it into a full game on its own so i don't know if any of those original skyrim assets are in the game anymore i think my understanding is they abandoned all that stuff and okay. actually built it all up themselves but yes that is how that started now you also yeah. mentioned that they announced that minecraft is coming to yeah xbox game pass and, and and for pc and it's not just the uh bedrock edition which is the edition they had for the longest time continued to push and push and push but also the java edition and that in my opinion is what is the big deal when it comes from that announcement is that's, that's the, the that, one right that's the modable one right that's what everybody when you see a streamer playing minecraft that's what you were seeing them play you were seeing them play the java edition and unfortunately for whatever reasons those two editions don't communicate with each other and so um i think releasing them both is a a huge move okay no, that, that that's pretty neat um, I, well, some things I do want to highlight Outriders PC edition, I believe does have cross progression. So if you put it on Xbox, your stuff carries over, uh, onto PC. Uh, so that's a really neat addition there. Uh, Capcom take notice. That's how it should work. <laughs> um, age of empires four, I already have preloaded. I'm excited for Everspace two looks phenomenal. I think it was supposed to come out this year. It got pushed back to next year, but it's still in game preview. So, uh, that's a nice touch. Um, and then what about what's leaving? Uh, if you want to read through that list, actually. Yeah, uh, we got Carto, uh, Celeste, Comanche, E-Shade, Five Nights at Freddy's, Nights and Bikes, and Unruly Heroes. I've never actually played Five Nights at Freddy's. I know it was a big thing for a while, um, and I don't know if it's worth I tried. checking it. But I tried to kind of figure it out. Yeah. I will say that my first experience ever with Five Nights at Freddy's was, I think it was maybe five years ago, six years ago. It was right when it had started to get really popular, right? At this point, I think there had been two games released or something like that. And for whatever reason, my wife was out of town for work and I was laying in bed. The kids might've been asleep or I might've been home alone. Cannot remember. Anyway, all I remember is being in bed, picking, grabbing my phone, starting to play it on my phone, holding my phone literally like three inches from my face and then getting the first jump scare, tossing my phone and just being like, nope, and then uninstalling <laughs> it. Uh, uh, but speaking times. of stuff, speaking of stuff on Game Pass and things I highly recommend, Obsidian's Grounded is getting its biggest update yet. I'm telling you right now, announcing that things are getting its biggest update yet 
no longer impresses me because it feels like every update that comes out is its biggest update yet. That being said, any new content for Grounded is welcome content. Grounded's hot and hazy update arrives on October 20th. Um, gotta, it will find your add, buddy that has that crazy setup and just have him bring us through hot and hazy and just be like, like, Hey, can we, uh, uh can we listen, just tag log? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm going to talk to Mike later on today, probably and, and tell him like, Hey, we got to get ready for this. And he'll be a hundred percent down, man. I, listen, I, oh, is it? Oh, I thought it was later this month. Oh yeah. That's awesome. All right. We're, we're going to figure this out after this podcast because I absolutely want to get back into this. Um, the big centerpiece as far as the hot and hazy update is concerned is the massive crab sandbox area. It's a children's toy sandbox that's littered with buried treasure. Um, it also represents a dangerous wasteland for players who must be prepared before making the journey inside its plastic walls. I, man, how, how much, I think we've talked about this before, but you've only played like a little bit, correct? Yeah. Okay, so I've probably put in like 20, 25 hours or something like that. And it's the one game that every time I step away from it and then come back, I'm like, why did I ever leave? You know, I, I'm always super, super impressed. And, you know, I made the comment earlier about its biggest update yet. It seems to be getting, a, you know, repetitive because of how often they use it. But it is almost just by the nature of it being this Honey, I Shrunk the World, it's the updates are always like awe inspiring, you know, like you go in there and you see these environments from that perspective and it always blows me away. And so I'm really, really excited to give, get in there and give this a shot. I just, part of me also just wants to wait until they're like, all right, here's the game. It's released. You know, while I do enjoy being able to dip back in and out, I feel like the reason I do fall off is because I do reach that point where like, ah, eh, we've kind of done everything new that that's here. And so, I don't know. Yeah. But it is yeah. on Game Pass, so you want to give it a shot, go ahead and give it a try. I'm excited. And you and I are going to play soon. We got to figure yes. it out some time. I got to talk to Mike. We'll coordinate, see if we can't get something done before the next podcast recording. Whew, another update. Microsoft Flight Simulator gets a free Game of the Year update in November. It's going to have five new aircrafts, updated weather, and much more. Yeah, including uh, a racing mode. <laughs> um, I think, I'm not sure if it's in the... Okay, so it's... Um, there's, a, there's a DLC that comes along with it. Uh, that's $20. Yeah. Called Renault Air Races Full Collection, which could be free I think licensed it's... aircrafts. But you could do racing in actual aircrafts, which is bonkers. It's awesome. Um, I actually installed Flight Simulator. Uh, last week on my PC uh, because I saw uh, my cousin race. He was uh, playing it. He sent a few snaps. Uh, I didn't he realize he had of... seven uh, terabytes free <laughs> to download this game. <laughs> so uh, he, he did it, I think, on the Xbox. Uh, and he showed himself flying through Tokyo. And I was like, wait, I could fly through Tokyo. I could fly in Japan. And I was like, downloaded it, got the Tokyo update. And then I was like, I just miss being able to travel. And so just even just flying through like particular areas, it's enough for yeah. me. And so um, it might just be a soothing game for me just to like throw everything on easy. Um, funny thing about it is it's like even with 
a souped up PC like mine, the recommended graphical setting settings on it was medium for everything. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that's what happens when you have a physics engine trying to realistically yeah. replicate everything. Yeah, and I, I keep telling myself. This, go ahead, go they, ahead. They said with this direct uh, X12 uh, update. Uh, it should help alleviate a lot of the demand uh, on your PC uh, for a lot of the graphics options. I keep telling myself that I'm going to download this and do exactly what you said. Just have it as like a wind down, chill, mm -hmm. relaxed game and stuff like that. But then I keep remembering that we are very close to Forza Horizon 5 coming out. Yeah. And that is what that fills that role for me. You know, yeah. being able to sit back at the end of the night, do a couple of races, clear out a couple of spots and find a, a car or two in a barn hunt like that is my wind down so maybe at some point i will get around to it but you know you know uh play some back for blood and then uh bring the heart rate all the way up and then get <laughs> the forza horizon yeah i am so so excited for forza horizon man i'm also so so excited for that controller that's coming um oh that Wait, reminds me i should probably talk about it here did okay. you buy the yeah, I Oh, yeah, yeah, I pre ordered that. Yeah, yeah, okay. of course I did. Wait, so, so okay. let's just clarify. How many controllers do you have on the way? And how many Two. did you buy in the last 60 days? I'm not saying that number, but I have two <laughs> on the way. <laughs> I have two on the way. And a little bit of a story. So I we recalled on the podcast last week the interaction we had on Twitter with one Will Powers over the Razer Wolverine V2 controller, right? I yes. went and I bought the controller. I just thought that the interaction itself was enough to sell me on it. I played with the controller over the course of two or three days mm -hmm. and then had to return the controller. <gasps> I think it is one of the best controllers I've ever used. But why did you return it? It hurts my hands. What? Yes. So... It does the thing that I don't like about scuff controllers. Actually, one of the reasons I love the Xbox Elite controller is, uh, okay, so I have one here, right for those here. who are watching the stream. Okay, cool. Yeah. So if you turn it around, you'll see that the paddles, uh, you I don't have them in, yeah, but the I paddles, yeah, they sit right there against the grip, right? Yes. So when I'm holding controller, I hold it like this, just keep my yeah. fingers hovered over it. Well, the Wolverine controllers, this, the way scuff does it normally, is the paddles are vertical in the center. So they're like one next to each other, okay? So you're supposed to like reach over to it. The way the Wolverine V2 has it is that all four of the extra buttons are in the center as well on top of each other. So it's kind of a hybrid of the two models, okay? Unfortunately, and maybe it's just because I don't have the biggest hands, but having to stretch over to hit the middle of the back of the controller to activate those paddles wasn't as convenient for me and actually affected the way like ended up causing strain on the way i was gripping the controller because i had oh. two options i could either grip the controller normal which feels great and then reach over to hit the buttons but then that takes some of the speed away from it or have my hands in that grip the whole time and in that situation because my fingers were kind of spread like this if you're looking at me right now yeah then i just didn't have as much control and stability over the controller itself and then my placement was off on the thumbsticks I think if you have slightly bigger hands, I think it's a great alternative. I think it really is the best controller I've ever used that I just couldn't keep. And, you know, the Chroma stuff aside, although it is, I mean, who doesn't love RGB, right? And their accessories. Yeah. Uh, the buttons themselves feel absolutely great to press. I know they tout that their mecha membrane allows you to actually get the inputs in faster. 
I think it's hard to tell <laughs> with the human yes. eye if you're actually inputting faster. But I will say that it felt super responsive. You know, whether it felt more responsive or not, I don't quite know. Maybe I was just in my head knowing it's supposed to be, but it did feel super responsive. The one thing that this has that the Elite controller doesn't have is it has two additional buttons right in between where the bumpers and the triggers are. So in that middle space, there's also two more buttons. Those are fantastic. Like the Elite controller needs to do that. They felt great to use. They allowed me to place things on the D-pad that, um, that I normally wouldn't have a spot for on the Elite controller. So for example, when I'm playing Apex Legends, on the D-pad is how you access grenades and healing items. You know, and so that requires you to stop your movement and go down to hit the D-pad. Well, I was running around now just hitting those top buttons to access those things now. That is the thing that I loved the most. And I just wish that, I kind of just wish that they had moved the paddles to more of the orientation where the elite controllers have them. And that would have solved um, a big problem. Also, like I said, I have small hands. They moved the placement of the start and, and or... Sorry, the yeah, view I, I and menu that. buttons, okay? And it made it so that they were a little bit too far to me to quickly bring up the map in the games. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I just may have small, small hands than, you know, a lot of people, and that might be part of it. But for me, the controller just it did not work. And it was a huge bummer because I loved so much about it. How did you feel about using a wired controller? I That's not a problem for me. Uh, awesome. where I, yeah, where I sit from the TV, uh, yeah, it's less convenient, but it's, it, it, for me and my situation and my setup, it's not really that big of a problem. Okay. Honestly, when I'm playing on PC anyway, I play with a wire controller. Okay. And so I'm used to playing with a wire controller. Right. Um, I do prefer playing with a wireless one, you know, but, uh, but that's not a deal breaker at all. Um, <laughs> their razor fixed the back battles. Beat yeah, me. I mean, if they had, oh, if they could just move them over, like, <laughs> it would be pretty much perfect. Even Scuff now seems to have them closer to the sides. The Scuff's new Xbox controller has the paddles underneath the grip, kind of the same way, and then slightly in a little bit. So it looks like you can squeeze with your middle finger to activate one of the paddles or tap oh, forward yeah. to activate the other one. Yeah. And I think that having them closer to the size of the grips, I think is the way to go, in my opinion. All right. Yeah. Now we're done talking about controllers. Let's get into a, another <laughs> accessory of sorts. The Xbox mini fridge has gone on pre-orders at Target. It is a Target exclusive and they sold out almost right away. 15 minutes, according to this Kotaku article. Yeah. And there I... are, they're already up. Scalpers already have them up for resale. And so... I will say that it was Aaron Greenberg, who I think is like the head of, oh, right here, it's in the article, is the general manager of Xbox marketing. He did say that the bulk inventory for these fridges are going to be sold in store at launch. And okay. so you, you will still have the opportunity to get yourself a Xbox Series mini fridge if you want something that looks like an Xbox Series X, but can store four cans of G Fuel or whatever it is, you know? You know, if I kind of want one, but I'm not single. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Like, yeah, like, like, like if I'm single, I totally, I totally bought one of these. Yeah. 
if I had any need for it whatsoever, you know, yeah. maybe you know, maybe I pick one up, put it in my office. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. But all right, it is a Last, nice looking mini fridge. I'll give it that. I also love that they're just leaning into the meme of the Series X looking like a mini fridge. You know, it being just this, uh, you know, yeah. rectangular solid structure, and and I, it's it's very cool of them. You know, I think companies are learning more and more that sometimes leading into the the jokes it, it will result in the best kind of outcome for you yeah all right so last bit of news for this week um, god no, of there's, war there's one more i added for nintendo after oh, this okay yeah because i right. needed, I, I forgot about it out of blind rage and then did we not did we not talk about this last week I, was this the last maybe week we didn't it? no hold on, it hold on. Last, well, it was, that's it yeah. yeah you're right you're right uh all right so second to last news story Oh, my co-host. Throwing me off. Uh, second to last news story, God of War is coming to Windows PC in January. It's going to be available on Steam and Epic Game Store. It is going to be released January 14th, 2022, and it'll be available for $49.99. So I feel like an asshole because I was having a conversation with uh, a, fr- a few friends that came over uh, the weekend, and they're like, yeah, they're like talking about how the like, PlayStation games are coming to uh, PC and I was like, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, hey, you think God of War coming? I'm like, oh, like, I have no chance in hell God of War is coming. You know, it's like, it's a system seller. It's like, why would somebody do that? Yeah, but you <laughs> know what? This is, this seems to be the way that they are approaching this, right? Yeah. Is that they are going to pick games out that are three years old. You know, when they reach a point where they're no longer selling, you know, it's on that curve where they're no longer selling where they want it to be selling, that they are then going to release it on piece to, to see that curve come back out. And it makes a ton of sense. I mean, it's not quite as consumer friendly as what Microsoft does, where they've committed to releasing day and date on console and on yeah. PC. Uh, but it makes a ton of sense. This also makes a ton of sense in the vein and in the shadow of the of Jim Ryan coming out and saying how he wished that he could get um, that more people could access PlayStation games, right? That he wished it was in the tens of millions of players, the hundreds of millions of players. I think his wording was that he wanted to see hundreds of millions of people enjoying the PlayStation ecosystem and enjoying their games. And so taking that with this announcement, you can kind of see what their plan going forward is going to be. And I anticipate that you know we'll see this more and more in the same exact style where a game will be out have critical success hit a certain sales threshold sales will start to fall off or tell and they'll receive they'll receive like an update of sorts sales will come back up and then as a last gasp they will release them on pc and it's not the worst idea from a business yeah. standpoint you know i mean it re- um, revitalizes it you'll have people that want to double dip because like they i think the one thing sony has done fairly well is they've traded their PC games with respect or the, re- the releases. It's like this is getting 4K resolution, DL- DLSS support, higher frame rates, sharper graphics, and ultra wide screen support. And while ultra wide scre- screen is um, a niche audience, it, there is still a considerable vocal community around it. And when you, you only see a game in ultra wide support that, that supports it, it looks phenomenal on that monitor. Yeah. It looks, it's breathtaking. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm 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 excited for more people to experience this in January, um, when it comes out. All right, and our final question mark bit of news. Yes, final. 
Uh, Nintendo up. Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack subscription launches on October 25th and costs $49.99. For an individual membership. <laughs> <sighs> For the family it, membership, it is going to be $79.99. Uh, so... That's more than this, double. That's more yes. than double the current family pack. Yes. So this is a uh, $30 increase on the solo pack and a $35 increase. No, hold on. Let me see. No, a $45 increase on the family pack. And all it does is bring the Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games to it. I... Hmm. Nintendo woke up and chose violence that morning when they announced the pricing on this. Uh, this I, is now, and don't get me wrong, the family plan, if you have eight people on there that you're splitting the cost with, isn't the isn't the most expensive thing in the world. It actually is relatively cost effective. But let's ignore that for a second. Let's look just at the individual membership at $50, right? This pits it close to what PlayStation Plus and Xbox One and Xbox are charging for their online services, right? Granted, this gives you all these games that you have access to, but you cannot tell me that the online infrastructure for the Nintendo Switch, and I know it's I'm beating a dead horse here because I talk about this all the time. I'm beating the same drum over and over again. You cannot tell me that their online infrastructure and what they bring to the table is anywhere near what Sony and Microsoft bring to the table as far as that's concerned. I still find playing games online with friends on the Switch to be a frustrating and not enjoyable experience. And so if they had, and I talked about this before, if they had made this announcement and also said, hey, we are also modernizing our backend and we are bringing things like party chat, you know, to the forefront. We are working on making sure that we have more stable connections. You know, we, <laughs> they now have this Switch OLED where the only change they made to the dock itself is now it has an Ethernet port. You can buy an Ethernet adapter, which for the old one, which, you know, to its credit, works really, really well. But this isn't going to want me to play games online, you know, and I know that's not necessarily what they are going for with adding these two consoles to their catalog but it just feels like this feels like an insane number to me i feel i if it was twenty dollars more i'd have been like sure fine here you go but 45 bucks more is just insane uh i have like yeah i would like to play through ocarina time but for $45, like, yeah. I'm fine. Maybe I'll go through the trouble of trying to emulate it on a PC and probably getting a better experience out of it that way. Listen, um, you need to stop talking about emulating things before Nintendo sends out a hitman to come listen, get you. Listen, listen, I'll just buy, I'll just buy my copy of Ocarina of Time and yeah, yeah. legally emulate it. There you go. Now we're talking. Hey, I owe the copy of Metroid Tread, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That being said, they did also announce that the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack, terrible name, by the way, will also offer access to downloadable content for Animal Crossing New Horizons. If you want to buy that DLC by itself, it's going to be available for $24.99. Um, I mean, sure, sweeten the pot by adding more stuff to this tier, but 
it also is, and as popular as Animal Crossing it is, it is also a very specific audience, right? Yeah. That does nothing for somebody like me who isn't into Animal Crossing, doesn't even own Animal Crossing New Horizons. I don't even plan on going back to Animal Crossing and anymore. Yeah. It's been too long. If I had this yeah. been last year, sure, maybe. I mean, I, I honestly think that if they had come out and said, we are adding uh, Genesis, we are adding Nintendo 64, and we are bringing all these modern features. We are making adding friends much easier. We are ha having uh, online party chats. Games will have, more games will have built-in online chat, especially first party games coming from Nintendo. And this is how much it costs. I think people would have been like, all right, that seems fair, you know? But when it's just for these two, and don't get me wrong, I like the idea of having these retro games at my fingertips and being able to play them on this portable console. But ask me how, how many hours I've spent with the consoles that they have on there already and the catalog of games they have on there already. If I've, probably, spent, yeah. if I've spent an hour, that's a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like what always happens is a game comes on, on there that I love. I get there, I play for like 20 minutes and I go, oh, this is awesome. It also doesn't feel quite right. Mm -hmm. And then I never go back to it again, you know? And then 100%. I've repeated that maybe two or three times. It's just, it's just, uh, the reason I'm getting so worked up and, and I'm so frustrated is because, especially with the release of Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, right? I love those types of games. Those just fun, m almost mindless, but like for all ages, type of games that I could play with my friends back home, that I could play with my nephews, that I could play with my kids, you know? And the best place for those type of games and the, the console that has the greatest selection of those type of games is also the worst place to play those games online, you know? Um, and that's why it's so frustrating to me because I think that Nintendo positions itself as this family first, this friendly company, you know, and then does things in such a outdated way that it just handicaps itself. And that drives me absolutely nuts because I would love nothing more than to play uh, Mario Kart online with my friends and my family, to play Mario Tennis, to play Mario Golf, to play Smash Brothers, you know, to play Splatoon. Like, I love Splatoon and I haven't played nearly as much of Splatoon 2 as I would if I it had a actual functioning, decent online system where it was easy to match make, where it was easy to be in a party chat when when I didn't need a separate app or I didn't need to bring up Discord. Like that stuff is just not feasible. It, it, one of the reasons that Fortnite is one of the most popular games on the Nintendo Switch, besides being one of the most popular games on every platform, is that it has in-game chat and it makes it super easy to add friends to match make with and stuff like that. Like that shouldn't be the responsibility of the individual developers. You know, there should be a system level option for that kind of stuff. And it yeah. just, it just, it drives me nuts, man. It's so frustrating. Every time a story like this comes out and I get news like this, <laughs> it's like opening up a new wound, right? Like somebody rip this scab off and I'm picking at it again. And it just, it drives me insane. Why won't they let me love it the way I want I know. to love it? <laughs> I know. I know. Just uh, like, let me give you money. Yes. I want to give you money. I want to spend time with you. 
Just stop I, being such a jerk. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that this get like discounted. Uh, with the oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, the only thing I'm holding out for is whatever the Switch 2 is or Switch Pro is. I, you know, at this point, I don't even want to Switch Pro, honestly. At this point, I want to Switch 2 because it seems like whatever is holding them back from doing yeah. like a modern update for online and stuff like that is limitations of the hardware that it wasn't built with that in mind and so it just doesn't have the capabilities um at least i hope that's the case and i hope it's not just a situation of like oh yeah bluetooth headsets sure let's just turn it on you know like i don't know man yeah, yeah it's um I, th I think they, from reading the rumors and stuff, I feel like the move is to go Switch 2 instead of uh, Switch Pro at this point. I think that's why we got the Switch OLED in particular. Yeah. They probably had all these screens for a Switch Pro, and they're like, well, we don't have enough chips to warrant this, so what's yeah, the point? Right. Why yeah, right. Why do take what, what we have and work on the next console? I mean, and we're looking at what? The Switch is almost five years old. It's like four and a half it's, years old at this point. It's crazy. I still feel like yeah. I haven't played enough on there yeah, point. Yeah. like i feel and like so, maybe it's like i'm just waiting for breath of the wild 2 and then i'm like yes now this now this console is complete <laughs> like yeah. now we can move over yeah and so i mean listen i'm all for maybe not next year or the year after they're like all right switch 2 is coming out you know super switch whatever you want to call it i'm i'm all for that let's get a hurry up get out of this chip shortage situation, you know, and yeah. let's move forward. I'm ready. All right. Well, while I talk about, you know, the switch coming to an end, it's time to actually end this episode of the podcast Bilal, Why don't you let people know where they can follow you, where they can find you? Yeah. Uh, you guys can follow me at Bilal underscore me on, on Twitter and then, uh, night mystic on Twitch. Uh, I have, talked to a group of friends that I was actually playing Gloomhaven with, uh, the actual physical board game, and we now all own it on Steam. That came out, and I just need to make sure they're comfortable with it, but I really want to stream out that campaign. So we might be doing Gloomhaven nights uh, uh, over on the Workprint Twitch channel. So definitely going to figure out everyone's schedule. From what I'm hearing, it moves so much faster now that you don't have to set up the board and deal, do all the math and figure out the logic for monsters yourself. It's all, it's all done by AI. And thank God, <laughs> thank God, because I don't know if anyone's ever tried to play a tabletop game with a lot of figures. You need, you need all night. <laughs> um, uh, I remember I got to my buddy's place an hour early to set up for a single campaign mission and then I was everyone arrived and started eating and I was still setting up <laughs> uh, trying to find all the right pieces um, how about you Rob where can people find you yeah you can find me pretty much everywhere at sunnyvice20 s-u-n-n-y-v-i-c-e-2-0 um, as he said you know over at the twitch.tv slash the work print make sure you like you tell people about us you keep notifications on because one of the things i'm going to be hopefully doing soon is doing some more middle of the day streams um just because right now that's the time where i can actually carve out to to play some things i think you'll see a lot more of it it'll probably mostly be kind of like multiplayer things so that i you know and not necessarily story focused stuff although who knows we'll hey. see 
But I I've got one more week of work left. I'm done next Friday, and then two months of us doing mid <laughs> midday streams. Because why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, no, sounds great to me. And then the other thing is, I have been toiling away working on new questions, new categories for Trivia Royale. I Bilal and I are going to talk right after this podcast. I I at this point we need to just do it because I am bursting at the seams to to get this done. It's probably not going to be as regular as this is, considering that this only requires him and I, and sometimes it doesn't even require the two of us to pit this on every week, whereas Trivial Royale, the nature of it being a game show, is going to require at least four of us on. I do need three contestants every week, uh, or every episode. So look out for that. I really do think it's going to be sooner rather than later. We just ah, got to nail the guest down. But I'm so, so excited. Like, I've come up with new games for it uh i've been working on updating some of the older games like this as much as i love doing this podcast don't get me wrong trivial royale is what i am probably the most passionate about and what i would like to see take off the most uh of everything that we do and um, so a question for you do the points yes. matter this time in trivial royale they do not <laughs> <laughs> all that matters is the very last game it's not Amazing. about uh, it's not about the journey. It's about the destination in Trivial Royale. All right, and so we yes, we will get to talking on that because I want to make yeah. sure I can produce the hell out of it. Yeah, um, no, I I'm I'm super super excited about getting that done. I have a lot of ideas and things I want to do for it. You know, start working on graphics and stuff like that. But in the meantime, I kind of just want to get it off the ground rolling and it just being a work in progress as we go along. I fully intend to do the whole like video game, uh, not video game, game show host shtick. I'm going to, you know, have a suit. I, I like, oh man, I cannot, cannot wait. Um, but I also do need your help quite a bit <laughs> as far as production is concerned. I have some ideas and some things I want to set up. And so, yeah, no, we're gonna, we should make a doc and get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other things I want to start doing is make sure you follow the WorkPrints YouTube channel because I would like you know to start figuring out how we can easily pit up some of these the podcasts up on there below. I believe you have right been pitting them. I I might have lapsed since the yeah. baby had <laughs> yeah. but uh, just just shoot me a reminder. I can uh, take care of that. Yeah. But one of the things yeah. I also want to do is I want to do, like I said, I have that Forza controller coming in. I'd like to do a video on that. Uh, I've got that 20th anniversary edition coming at some point. I want to do a video of that. And I want to just put out more more content out there and start doing some things on YouTube. And when we do the Trivial Royale, the game show, that absolutely has to go up on YouTube after. Oh, yeah, so, 100%. So we we're going to figure giveaway. all that, that stuff. A, I, so, I, <laughs> yeah, so that is one of the things that I also want to get to. It's why I want to kind of get this rolling is that the goal is at some point to – do a giveaway every episode of Trivial Royale. Um, I could figure something out. Yeah, we'll figure that stuff out uh, when we when we have to cross that bridge. The other thing is we're starting to talk about Extra Life and what our yes. plans are for that. And so that's another thing we have to figure out. So that's why it's super important that you not only uh, follow the channel, but that you also have notifications on and that you follow us on social media. Especially follow the work print because most of my stuff about what we're doing is just retweets <laughs> and reposts of what Bilal's already put out there. 
That being said, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for watching those who actually took the time out of their days to watch us. Bilal, thank you for being here, man. It's super appreciated. And, and tell your wife that you are able to take the time out with the new baby. <laughs> I know it's hard for me and I've got an eight and 13 year old, right? Yeah. And so, you know, no, as thank, always, thank you so much. Yeah. It, it's only gotten easier as the week have gone by in terms of doing the podcast and parenting. That's a whole different thing. Uh, um, we had a, we had a, leak leaky poopy diaper incident the other night and that was you know <laughs> nothing in life trains you for that until it actually happens but uh, that is a hundred percent true yes uh but you know we're here uh and then you guys can uh i've got to shout out to workprint um you guys can always uh, go to the workprint.com uh i know christian uh, just did an interview with uh i believe the director or the writer the executive producer of a sci-fi slumber party massacre. He also has a review of that. We had an ex uh, exclusive sneak peek clip. Um, the Rob, the other Rob, keeps uh, uh, putting up uh, reviews for uh, what we do in the shadows, which has had a fantastic season. Um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of content going up. Uh, keep your eyes out on the website, and you can always follow it at uh, the Work Print at on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, at the work print and so uh yeah uh stay tuned we've and yeah we've got to get christian on the show because him and i have something to discuss all right i i banned him from the show on on twitter and then he brought up a good point that instead of banning him i should just bring him on so that we can dust we can wait, discuss this we gotta discuss this off the air cause yeah we'll talk about it off the air because i don't want to ruin <laughs> it on, on this on the episode itself yeah uh, right. also one last special thanks and shout out to andrew for helping me look as pretty as i do tonight on this yeah. show uh what andrew doesn't know is this camera now belongs to you <laughs> oh yeah it's mine he's never gonna get back yeah uh, but yeah until next time bye bye